Hello and welcome. My name is Austin, and I am going to be your host and main player for Forever Gnome, which is the spinoff podcast for the Beer and Pretzel podcast, a podcast all about introducing players to new indie RPGs. Today, I'm going to be playing the game Clever Girl Human Edition, a game by Matthew Gravelin. This game is a wretched and alone type game. It's a game series of uh, typically solo RPGs that use a Jenga tower, one or two die, and uh, cards, playing cards to determine and tell a story. Usually journal type solo RPG games. Actually, my first game in this series I did a long time ago was the game This Wretched Hunt of Mine. And recently I played the awesome RPG Long Haul 1983, both games using the Wretched and Alone system. Today, I'll be playing a dinosaur-themed RPG, which I think there are not enough games out there like that, so I'm so happy to find this game. For Clever Girl, there is the Human Edition, which I'll be playing today, but there's also the Raptor Edition, where you can take control of a lead raptor in a pack of velociraptors trying to hunt down the last remaining survivors in a Jurassic Park-like setting. And thank you everyone for being so patient during our break. We took a mid-season break, so we've been off for a couple weeks, and I've been sick pretty recently. I'm actually at the end of a cold, so if my voice sounds a little bit weird, that is why. But today, I'm going to be playing a fun game, and hopefully you enjoy the ride. So to play the game Clever Girl, what will we need? We'll need one six-sided die, a 52-card deck of playing cards, a tumbling block tower, and 10 tokens which the game advises using shark teeth, small rocks, or similar. I am alone. I am the last surviving human in Dino Land, a dinosaur feed park ravaged by escaped predators. I don't know what caused the incident that set the dinosaurs free, but it was catastrophic. A pack of highly intelligent and oddly fixated raptors have my scent and are hunting me. Everyone has either escaped or become prey. I am alone. I have barricaded myself in the control center, a building at the head of the sprawling compound that controls the day-to-day -day operations in the park. I have access to basic supplies, food, water, and a tedious level of safety. I thought this would be enough to outsmart a few dinosaurs. It wasn't. The raptors have tracked me down to the control center and are constantly looking for a way in. They could easily leave to hunt more accessible prey. They seem hell-bent on making me their next meal. I have little hope of being rescued, but survival is all I have left. Can I keep the lights on and the door shut long enough for help to arrive? Can I get a message out over the long-range communication system? Will anyone come if I do? Most likely not, but I have to try. So, if people enjoy this playthrough of this game, I will be playing Clever Girl the Raptor Edition in a couple weeks, where instead of playing a human trying to survive against a pack of raptors, I'll be playing the leader of a pack of raptors tried to break in and kill the humans. But for today, we're going to be played as a human. So for my character, I decided my character's name is going to be Jason, and Jason is part of the night crew at Dino Land. Basically, I'm kind of like a more advanced janitor. I go in, fix the fence, probably feed some of the dinosaurs late at night, and probably clean up their pets a little bit so they look more accessible and family-friendly. Uh, for any visitor that visits the park the next day. This game is played over a series of turns, each represented one day. I will play as much days as I can until one of the game end conditions are met, however long that is. Each turn has two phases, the tasks and the log. 
During the task phase, complete the following steps in order. I'll be rolling the six-sided die, and I'll take that number of cards from the top of the deck. And then I'll just basically go through the cards, and each thing will give me a different prompt. And then most likely, I'll be pulling from the dice tower, the Jenga tower. And then after I complete all the cards, I'll discard them, and then I'll make a minute or two log of the day, as my character probably talks to himself over some kind of communication device. I'll leave myself a log for anyone that might find me if I don't make it. I will begin by recording my first journal entry. It's been one day since the incident. I am Jason, night crew for Dinoland Experiences Incorporated. I am the last survivor of the park. I've secured myself to the control center by pursued by a pack of raptors. They seem to be hunting me specifically. I will survive as long as I can, and I will try to send out a distress call. So now for the field guide. The game goes over what each card means as a type, so any heart cards represents technology. They represent a technology, the park, electricity, uh, utilities, uh, surveillance, cameras, computers, that sort of thing. Clubs, any clubs I draw will be memories, so memories that linger, people who are lost in the incident, things I remember from before, what drives me. Diamonds are the physical infrastructure of the park, the walls, fence, doors that keep me safe from the raptors. And last, any spades I draw represent dinosaurs. Spades are dinosaurs that roam the park, the raptors hunted me, and the varied other prehistoric monsters out there. So. I'm excited to get into this. As I mentioned before in this podcast, there are two types of genres that are not represented enough in media in general, which is there's not enough dinosaur movies, there's not enough pirate movies, and other things. Yes, there's Jurassic Park, and there is Pirates of the Caribbean, but they dominate that genre to the point that there's nothing else. And there's very few dinosaur RPGs out there, and while there are some pirate RPGs, it's not as popular as I would think. There's not really like a big one. There's 7C, but like played it before and it's not perfect. But I was so happy to find Clever Girl. And I didn't know at the time it was a solo RPG, but it works very perfectly for this podcast, especially for Bring It Back, this spinoff podcast. So with that said, let's get to actually play this game. So as this is a new day, I guess this would be day two. I'm going to roll a six side die. And that is how many cards I pull. So basically, the higher the number, and I rolled a 1, so today's going to be a short, uneventful day. So the least amount of cards I pull is the better, and will hopefully make it so I can survive. So day 1, 6 of spades, so something in the dinosaur uh, subtype. I think I can lure the raptors away from the control center with leftover chicken from the break room. Not only are they uninterested, you've wasted some of your food. Pull from the tower. Okay, so this game uses basic Jenga rules, one hand on the tower, and your other hand can't be used to stabilize it or anything like that. Okay, so I finished the day, it was a very short day, that was the only thing that my character accomplished, which wasn't really much, so I make my log. Day 2 of my fight for survival. I spent most of the day hiding out, trying to think of anything I could do to survive. I thought that maybe if I lured the raptors away from the control center with some chicken or other food, that I would be able to sneak by them and get to somewhere else where I could maybe find a broken down helicopter or some other vehicle that I could maybe repair and get off this damn island. The chicken though did not work. They're smarter than I thought. 
this is gonna be a long battle against them. I will do everything I can to survive. All right, day three. Roll my six-sided die. I roll four. So we pulled four cards from the deck. The first one is a two of clubs. Clubs is memory, and this card is... I find a photo at one of the workstations of a woman, her wife, and her kids. Who do I miss the most? I came to Dino Land because I didn't really have a family. And I went here just because I thought that I could make a decent amount of money if it made me return home and get myself a decent place somewhere where I could uh, be alone. But someone I miss the most, the one person in my family that is still around, is my aunt. And while she's not my mother, she's kind of turned into that as my mother died when I was young. I miss her the most. I still write her when I can, but... Now, since the communication systems have been mostly shut down, I have no way to communicate back home. Hopefully, I will get to see her one day. The next card I'll be pulling is the Nine of Hearts. And hearts, as we number, represents technology. I notice one of the security cameras near the control center entrance is no longer transmitting a signal. What do you think happened to it if it pulled from the tower? Okay. As I start pulling for the tower, I'm going to go into why do I think, well, what do I think happened to it? I made the pull. So what do I think happened to the security camera? My character at this point thinks that it's just not working. Maybe it just got fried by electricity or whatnot. But really, as I'll come to find out, the dinosaurs are smarter than I think. And some of them have been tearing apart different pieces of technology. Probably not knowing that it would actually affect anything that would uh, be a disservice to me, but they are smarter than they look, and one of the raptors did tear off the camera. The next card is a five of diamonds, which is infrastructure. The raptors are breaking down your barricades faster than I can put them up. What area are you forced to block off completely, limited your own access? Pull from the tower. So maybe I had to block off the weapons room. It was one room that kind of led to where I am now. If I block it off, I made it a little bit harder for them to get to me. But on the other hand, now it's going to be much more difficult to get in there if I need to get any spare ammo or another weapon or anything like that. I made the pull and I'll draw my last card for day three, which is the two of diamond. I spent several hours reviewing schematics and checking wiring to restore power to the electric fence. All I accomplished is learned that the electric fences are really broken. Pull from the tower. Okay, I am about to make that pull right now. I'm going for all the easy ones on the Jenga tower. But of course, later it's going to be much more difficult. And maybe at some point, you guys will hear it fall. And if it does fall, that means the raptors got in and they got me. Log for day three. I tried to do everything I could to set myself up in the best position possible to survive. I tried to rewire the fences to bring them back on to maybe hold the raptors and other dinosaurs at bay. That did not work. I had to barricade myself off of the weapons room as the raptors keep destroying the barricades I keep setting up. I've done so much today and yet accomplished so little. Alright, day four. And I roll four. So once again, I'm going to be pulling four cards and this will represent what happens on this day. So I rolled a four, so that will represent four cards that once again I pull, and will represent what happens on this day of survival. 
The first one is the Four of Hearts. The fuse for the bathroom is blown, leaving the fancy sensor toilets out of order. How bad has the smell gotten? Uh, well at this point, it's been four days in, so the smell hasn't gotten that bad yet. But definitely in a couple days, this place is gonna smell rancid. And it's gonna make me just sitting in this small area, just hungry, and just smelling the awful smell. It's gonna make my stomach want to puke at any moment's notice. Next card is the Ten of Diamonds. Dozens of, oh Jesus, this is like a 15 letter dinosaur. Dozens of Phylactososaurus, I did not pronounce that anywhere correctly, begin slamming into the control center walls, punching holes in some areas. You realize that they were driven in by the raptors, pull from the towers. So I assume this is some kind of like vegetarian dinosaur that like they're not trying to actually come in to hurt me but they were just driven here by the raptors and in their desperate attempt to escape from them punched holes in some of the areas of my wall make it a little bit weaker which i guess was the raptors plan i'm surprised of how intelligent they are next one is queen of clubs i find a journal in the locker room that i have decided to read they were recently accepted to graduate school they were planned to head home tomorrow to tell their parents pull from the tower very sad so many people's lives were lost not because of any mistake by them but because of what Dinoland did and every quarter they cut to try to make the cheapest park possible because of that the whole thing is falling apart there's a half-eaten body just outside the control center they are dead because you chose not to risk the raptors getting in what did they say to you just before they were killed I remember this. Debbie, who works in the meal room, came over, screaming, slamming her hand on the door, begging for me to let her in. I just looked at her and I had to turn away, knowing that I could not let her in. I know the raptors were just around the corner somewhere. Before they got her, she screamed out at me, tell my kids that I love them. Debbie came here, not because she had any love for dinosaurs or anything like that, but because by staying here for a couple months and just working, she would be able to save up enough money from this, even for a meal worker, pretty high paying job, and she'd be able to return home to her kids and get them into a good school. This has been ringing in my head ever since. If I can't escape somehow, I will try to find them. Or will I? Who knows? And that's the end of this day. Day four. I've stayed inside mostly today. Yesterday was all about trying to better my situation, but everything failed. Today, I was just filled with desperation, depression, and isolation. I spent most of my time just being by myself, not accomplishing anything. The words of what Debbie told me before she was eaten rings in my ear. It's gonna be a while before I forget her voice. I get a lucky roll for day five and I draw a one, which is a four of spade. I notice claw marks on the floor of the hallway near the back door of the control center. I can't remember if those were here before I locked everything down or not. Pull from the tower. Day five, log. I notice claw marks on the floor near the control center. I try as much as I could to try to remember. I said most of the day, actually, tried to remember 
were those here before or not? If not, the raptors are sneakier than they look. I haven't seen them quite a while, but they have to be around here somewhere. Day six is three cards. So I'm gonna pull first a seven of spades. Apparently there's a lot of nocturnal dinosaurs. They seem to be the loudest ones. How has your lack of sleep started to affect you? Right now, the lack of sleep has affected me quite a lot, actually. I'm constantly sweaty, almost like I'm living in a world of perpetual fever. I'm starting to like daydream a little bit, and my eyes are just constantly tired, and almost like I am seeing things with how little sleep I've gotten. Pull from the tower. And then the next one is a eight of clubs. I find security footage of the last helicopter leaving the park before the incident. Who did I see boarded it? I was hoping they would come back to save anyone that was, you know, alive still. But who I saw climbing onto the helicopter, barely anyone else, knowing that the helicopter could take plenty of other people, was the park's owner's son. I saw the park owner himself sacrifice himself to try to save what little employees he had left. A good man, just flawed. But his son though, someone who all the time pushed his father to cut back on costs. He was the first one to escape. The first and only one to escape. Him and his helicopter pilot jumped in and got out as soon as they could. Not bothered to even look back to see if anyone was going after them, which there were. A couple of employees got to the helicopter pad right after they took off. Only moments later were they torn apart by the raptors. The ground shudders as the Tyrannosaurus approaches. I think it might rid you of the raptors, but the pack outsmarts it, proving just how dangerous they are. Pull from the tower. If I can't be saved by a Tyrannosaurus, I don't know what's going to save me. That's why it's crucial that I focus only for myself. No one else is going to save me here at Dino Land, just myself. I will live and die by my own choices on this island. That is the log for day six. Day seven. I roll the dice and I roll one again. I keep rolling low numbers. Ace of Spade is the only one that I will be getting today. I've observed the raptors and learned how to outsmart them, if only once. What weakness did I exploit? I exploited their weakness by dividing them up, by using what little uh, power that the station had, I was able to divide them up by locking down some areas. When some start to separate to search the area looking for me, I would divide them off from each other. The pack is weakest when divided. I will not discard this card. Keep in front of me. If I draw the King of Spades, or if it's already placed in front of you, shuffle it back into the deck. Discard this card after you do so. So this is kind of a unique story element that when I draw the King of Spades, the story for this little mini story continues, it looks like. So I will keep this card in front of me. I don't even remember what day it is. Is it day six or day seven? I don't remember. But today I had a momentary look at success when I was able to divide up the raptors at least for a little while. At some point, they might be able to get themselves back together, but right now, they're divided from each other. They're starting to freak out. The pack is weakest when divided, and I have exploited their one weakness. 
Day seven. I roll yet another four, and I draw four cards for the deck. I've started wearing Parker's tactical vest to carry gear supplies. What do you remember most about Parker before they were killed? Parker was a gruff man. He kind of hid all of his emotions on the inside, but, but once we both got to talking about his life back home, and I found out more about him than pretty much anyone else ever known about him, he's more than just a big game hunter. He's a man here trying to earn enough cash to return home and fix his family's house, hoping that his wife will return home. He was a good man. At least, I thought he was. Up until now, you've been entertained by the modest collection of DVDs and TV in the break room. When you turn on today, you hear a pop and the screen fizzles. How does boredom affect me? Boredom. The last couple days, especially the days where I only rolled a 1, I spent most of my day just watching TV, just waiting in earnest hope that someone would come and rescue me. Now that boredom has set in, I have flip-flopped now from accomplishing a lot in my days, trying to get as much done since I had nothing else to do, and just complete boredom and depression. As I sit alone, with no one to talk to and nothing to distract me. Jack of hearts, I have no change and resort to busting open the vending machine. I cut myself badly on the glass. What's the first snack I reach for? Pull for the tower. So as I pull for the tower, I remember what was the first snack I reached for, and that was a Diet Coke, my favorite soda back home. After having only water for this last week, all I wanted in the world was that fizzy taste of soda. Breaking it and grabbing it, I felt for a moment, even though my hand was cut, that maybe it would be worth it. But when I sipped it, very warm taste. I realized maybe it was not worth it, cutting my hand open for this. I'd even finish the soda. Seven of Hearts. I realize I'm sweating, notice the constant whir of fans have stopped. The air is getting stuffy. Are you more concerned with the air quality? What caused the fans to shut off? I'm actually more concerned about what caused them to shut off. Everything right now, from the toilets to the TV to now, the fans has stopped working. I don't think it's necessarily the dinosaurs, but I can tell that the park has started to slowly shut down on itself. Now we have no real toilets, TV is gone, the fans have stopped working, now I'm starting to sweat even more than I was before. I'm starting to live in a hell that I cannot escape from. Hopefully something will come for me soon, even if it's the raptors. Day 7 Log Everything is shutting down, from the fans, to the toilets, to the TV. I don't know if I can stand much more of this. Day 8. 5. So it's going to be a busy day for me today, for old Jason. Diamonds of Ace. I risked everything to access the communications area located outside the control center and successfully made improvements to boost the signal. How did you prevent the raptors from attacking? Pull for the tower, but do not discard this card. Keep in front of me. When I am broadcasting a distress signal, remove a token if I roll a 5 or a 6. So in this game, once I pull, I believe it's the Ace of Hearts, I send out a communication signal asking for help. If it, After every day, I roll a D6. If I roll a 6, I get to take away one of the 10 tokens on the card. And if I'm able to remove all tokens, then I escape. But rolling 
a de-sex and try to get a six every day is quite difficult. So now by doing this and having to roll five or a six, I've improved my chances if I can send out a communication signal asking for help. But how did I prevent the raptors from attacking? During this, I was able to use Parker's tactical vest to load up on ammo with tear gas and extra ammo. I took his shotgun and anytime the raptors got anywhere close to me, I threw down tear gas or shot their general direction. This fended them off, but I have very little ammo left. I don't think I could do this again. And look at that. With perfect timing, I drew the Ace of Hearts. I've managed to activate the long range communication system and I am broadcast a distress message. Pull from the tower, but do not discard this card. Keep in front of me. I will be placing 10 tokens on it, and at the end of each day, now, since the last card, if I roll five or six, I will remove a token from the card. And if all tokens are removed, help has arrived. And then I will make one final pull from the tower. If the tower stands, the rescue attempt was successful. I made the pull, but now my tower is starting to look like the Tower of Pisa. I believe that's what it's called, right? The leaded tower of Pisa. Uh, it's all over the place, a little uh, crooked. Uh, at the bottom, it's pretty straight. If it starts going to the left, if it up to the right at the end of it. So hopefully I'll be able to survive. So I've put down my token. I set out the distress signal. And I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that I will be rescued. Free of hearts. The alarms have been going off randomly. I disable the system to get more peace. How does it feel to be more disconnected to what's happened in the park. At this point, I don't really care. I'm trying to just stay alive because soon, I hope at least, they will come to rescue me. So I don't care if I'm more or less connected to the park. Another heart. This is now the Eight of Hearts. The break room appears well stocked with single serve coffee pods, but they're the absolute worst flavors. Do I grin Barrett or go without caffeine? At this point, I've just tried to stay up to actually survive through all this. So not only am I having a hard time falling asleep, but I'm probably not making it any easier by drinking this awful coffee. And the last card for today is the King of Clubs. The King of Clubs is what? I occasionally think that I see someone who is killed by the raptors, distracted me from my work. Who do I see? Do not discard this card, but keep it in front of you. If all four kings are placed in front of you, the raptors have finally reached you, you are dead and the game is over. So I kind of like that about this version of the game, that you don't lose just by toppling the tower, because some people are really, really good at Jenga. But also, if I draw four kings, the game just ends. So to answer the question, I see Debbie, the woman that I couldn't bring in to be with me, the one I slammed the door on and let the raptors finish off. I see her sometimes, that's probably because of the lack of sleep and just the constant fever I'm in, but I see her occasionally. And that is the end of the day, I'm going to roll my d6 to see if I get to rid myself of a token. I roll 4, which is not enough, and I don't remove a token. Day 8 log. I was able to send out a communication signal. I hope I'll be rescued soon. A new day. Four cards will be drawn. So at this point, I'm really looking. Before, I had a lot of lucky rolls, kind of, where I would roll only a one for cards drawn, but that didn't really matter at that point. Right now, I'm trying to get through as much days as I can so I can get more rolls on the D6 and hopefully take away tokens to eventually escape. So higher numbers right now are not good. Three of diamonds. 
you find keys to the jeep parked outside, and after preparing to leave and sneak into a vehicle, I arrive to find the tires slashed. What else did you lose in the process? So besides losing the jeep, as soon as I saw the torn tires, I heard the cackling of the raptors. I turned around and fled back inside. But like an idiot, I forgot my shotgun that I threw into the passenger seat in the jeep. I have now lost my shotgun. Eight of diamonds. I risk a quick trip outside to get some fresh air and notice claw marks up the side of the control center. They nearly reach the second floor windows, and that scares me. Pull from the tower. So at this point, I am running out of the easy ones. I think this last one, which I'm pulling right now, is going to be the last easy one. And even then, with the tower being basically in shambles, it's sending this whole tower uh, into a wobbling mode. Joker, I pulled a Joker, but Jokers are not used in this game, so I'll throw it out. Okay, another eight, but this time an eight of spades, which is the dinosaur category. Using a battery for the backup system, I tried to create a cattle prod to shock the raptors. It literally falls apart, shocking me. And now I have one less battery in the backup. Pull for the tower. And the last one for today is unfortunately number king, the king of spades. The raptor's constant presence is emotionally and physically stressful for me. How do their actions indirectly hinder my progress? Do not discard this card. And now, once again, if I have all four kings in front of me, which right now I have two, the game just automatically ends. So how do their actions indirectly hinder my progress? Well, for one, I'm scared to death of them. I'm not like Parker, I'm not a big game hunter, I'm not someone who's used to dealing with these creatures. So them just being around me, even though probably most of the time they're not in the building, or sometimes not even anywhere near the building, it's made so I don't want to ever leave this room. I'm so scared of them, I'm not even willing to risk a slight chance of running into them. Because of that, I'm stuck inside one room, just going insane with the, uh, the high heat and the low amount of things for me to read since I don't have a TV anymore to entertain me. I'm now driven insane by boredom. And that is the end of this day. So I will roll a d6. I do not get to take away anything from the tokens. I make my last and I make another log. Day 9. Or maybe it's day 10 at this point. I do not know. I tried to make a cattle prod to shock them in case I ever run into them. It failed, electrocuted me. I spent the next hour or so curled up in a ball. I'm not sure if I can do this anymore. Day 10, three cards. 10 of spades. Before you became their prey, the raptors killed an iguanodon, which must be some kind of dinosaur, nearby. Bacon in the hot sun has created an overpowered stench that started to seep into the control center. Pull for the tower. Great, so something else that is making this place even more stinky than before. My guy is definitely in hell right now. I feel very bad for the man. At this point, ladies and gentlemen, the tower's got to the point where if you played Jenga, you know this feeling where there's no easy ones left. So now everything is set in the tower in a little bit of a wobble. So like anytime you pull, you wince as you feel like it's about to fall at any point. I pulled, unfortunately, from the bottom, uh, taking away one of the support blocks. I, yeah, I don't know if my characters will be able to survive this. While flipping through security cameras, I noticed that dozens of the flying reptiles have made a home 
out of the helicopter landing pad. If help does come, they're going to have a lot of trouble landing. Pull for the tower. I made the pull, but now the tower is shaky as it's ever been. I estimate that probably only a couple more pulls will send it down. A king of hearts. So now I've pulled the third king. If this tower doesn't fall soon, the raptors will get me with the amount of kings I've been drawing. I start to hear noises in the vents, tunnels, or pipes. The raptors may be looking for a way in. How will I adjust your work to avoid these areas? For those areas, I'm going to have to find a way around. Sometimes opening a window and crawling on the outside to try and get away, to get around the building to another place I need to get into. Yes, I could fall to my death, but at least I will avoid the raptors. And that is the end of this day, day 10. I do roll a 6, so I reduce my tokens from 10 to 9. So at least I am a tenth of a way to escape in. But to be honest, I don't know if he will make it before then. A new day. I roll and we draw four cards. At this point, I'm hoping for low rolls, but I'm starting to get higher and higher rolls. A jack of diamonds. The control center shakes as a deafening crash engulfs you. You scramble to the monitors and find one of the lookout towers has fallen. What did it land on and destroy? It probably landed outside on one of the only other vehicles that I could drive. It's a vehicle that's a little bit far away from the communication area. So I haven't given myself the bravery to go out there and take it. But now that's not even an option anymore as the tower falls on it, destroying it. Pull for the tower. Do not replace this block at the top of the tower. Remove it from the game. Interesting. Okay, so I don't put it on top. I don't know if that helps or not. But that... Oh, no. Oh, no. And I'm not sure if you heard that, folks. But the tower crumbled. The raptors broke in. Finally. As I was looking out the window, I opened the window to get a better look at the tower. I did not notice that one of the raptors had been crawled up the side of the building. At this point, they only left scratches on the window. Wind, uh, scratches I did not notice at this point, as they couldn't get in. But with the window open, the raptor takes its sharp claws and rips at my neck, blood shooting everywhere. It grabs me with its teeth and pulls me down. Me and the raptor both fall. Both of us fall to our deaths. And with that, the game is ended. Thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of Forever Gnome. Return in probably two weeks or so when I'll have the second version, Clever Girl Raptor Edition, is what I'll be playing on this show. Until then, this Friday we have another episode coming out where I will be reviewing a new RPG called Hell Knight. If it next week will be returning with the Beer Pretzel Podcast actual plays, where a group will be sitting down and playing a new RPG. What game is that? Well, you'll have to wait and see. For now, Thanks for listening, and we'll hear from you next time on the Beer and Pretzel Podcast.